Sister Lisa coming to you from the ill, the Edmund Elder Library. And today we're going to be picking up where we was leaving off on the Frank Bartleman's Azusa Street book, an eyewitness account to the birth of the Pentecostal revival. And I believe it's on page either 88 or 89. I think we're going to do, um, I think we're going to just skip the page. I think we're going to do page 90. Okay, page 90. In the beginning of the Pentecostal work, I became very much exercised in the spirit that Jesus should not be slighted, lost in the temple by the exaltation of the Holy Spirit and of the gifts of the Spirit. There seemed to be a great danger of losing sight of the fact that Jesus was all and in all. Colossians 3 and 11. I endeavor to keep him as the central theme and figure before the people. Jesus will always be the center of our preaching. All comes through and in him. The Holy Spirit is given to show the things of Christ. See John 16, 14. The work of Calvary, the atonement, must be the center of our consideration. The Holy Spirit never draws our attention from Christ to himself, but rather reveals Christ in a fuller way. We are in the same danger today, and that's one of the reasons I say on this podcast that we must always keep pointing others to the cross. We must always lift up and exalt Jesus what he did for us on Calvary, that he made the way. Jesus is the Father, and he is the Son, and he is the Holy Ghost. And you say, well, how can that be? How can he be both the Father and the Son? Isaiah 9 and 6 prophesied, it said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. It's talking about Jesus. Jesus is God robed in flesh who came and dwelt among us. That's where the child was born in the city of Bethlehem. He was robed in flesh, became flesh. And then the Holy Ghost, ghost means the spirit of the deceased one. He had to die on the cross. He said, Lo, I am with you, but I shall be in you. He said, I must needs go away. It's expedient that I go away. Because if I don't go away, then I can't send the comforter. But he went and the Holy Ghost was given on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift that is what is given, what Jesus did on the cross, he died that we might have life and have it more abundantly. There is nothing deeper or higher than the no Christ. Everything is given by God to that end. The one spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, is given to that end. Christ is our salvation and our all, that we might know the breadth and length and depth and height of the love of Christ, Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. Having a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, Ephesians 1.17. It was to know Him, Christ, for which Paul strove. I was led to suddenly present Jesus one night to the congregation at Athen Maple. They had been forgetting Him in their exaltation of the Holy Spirit and the gifts. Now I introduced Christ for their consideration. They were taken completely by surprise and convicted in a moment. God made me do it. Then they saw their mistake and danger. I was preaching Christ one night at this time, setting him before them in his his proper place. 
when the Spirit so witnessed of his pleasure that I was overpowered by his presence, falling helplessly to the floor under a mighty revelation of Jesus to my soul. I fell like John on the Isle of Patmos at his feet. I wrote a fragment this time in which the following are extracts. We may not even hold a doctrine or seek an experience except in Christ. Many are willing to seek power from every battery they can lay their hands on in order to perform miracles and draw the attention and adoration of the people to themselves, thus robbing Christ of his glory and making a fair showing in the flesh. The greatest religious need in our day would seem to be that of true followers, meek and lowly, Jesus. Religious enthusiasm easily goes to the seed. The human spirit so predominates the show-off religious spirit, but we must stick to our text, Christ. He alone can save. The attention of the people must first of all and always be held to him. A true Pentecost will produce a mighty conviction for sin, a turning to God. False manifestations produce only excitement and wonder. Sin and self-life would not materially suffer from these. We must get what our conviction calls for. Believe in your own heart's hunger and go ahead with God. Don't allow the devil to rob you of a real Pentecost. Any work that exhausts the Holy Spirit or the gifts above Jesus will finally end up in fanaticism. Whatever causes us to exalt and love Jesus is well and say. The reverse will ruin all. The Holy Spirit is a great light, but will always be focused on Jesus for his revealing. A.S. Worrell, translator of the New Testament, was an earnest friend of Pentecost and a seeker after baptism. He wrote the following in a way of faith. The blood of Jesus is exalted in these meetings as I have rarely known elsewhere. There is a mighty power manifest in witnessing for Jesus with a wonderful love for souls. There is also a bestowal of gifts of the Spirit. The places of meeting are at Azusa Street at the New Testament church where Joseph Small is pastor. Some of his people were among the first to speak with tongues, but most have withdrawn because they felt restraint in his church. And at Ava Maple Street, where pastors Bartleman and Pendleton are the principal leaders. In September 1906, the following letters appeared in the way of faith from the pen of Dr. W.C. Gumbel of Toronto, Canada, who was visiting Los Angeles at this time. Possibly some of your readers may be interested in the impressions of a stranger in Los Angeles. A similar gracious work of the Spirit to that in Wales is in progress here. But while that is mostly in the churches, this is outside. The churches will not have it or up to the present have stood aloof in a critical and condemning, condemning spirit. Like the work in Wales, this is a layman's revival conducted by the Holy Spirit and carried on in halls and old tumble-down buildings, whatever can be gotten for the work. This is a remarkable movement that may be said to be peculiar by the appearance of the gift of tongues. There are three different missions where one may hear these strange tongues. I had the rare joy of spending last evening at Pastor Bartleman's meeting, or more correctly, at a meeting where he and Pastor Pendleton are the nominal leaders, but where the Holy Spirit is actually in control. Jesus is proclaimed the head and the Holy Spirit his executive. Hence, there is no preaching, no choir, no organ, no collection, except what is voluntarily placed on the table or put in the box on the wall. God was mightily present last night. Someone begins to sing. Three or four hymns may be sung, interspersed with hallelujahs and amens. Then some overburdened soul rises and shouts, Glory to Jesus, and amid sobs and tears, tells of a great struggle and a great deliverance. Then three or four are on the floor with shining faces. One begins to praise God and then breaks out with uplifted hands into a tongue. Pastor Pendleton now tells how he felt the need and sought the baptism, and God baptized him with such an experience of the divine presence and love and boldness as he had never had before. 
The officials of his church therefore desired him to withdraw, and a number of his people went with him and joined forces with Pastor Bottleman. Then a sweet old, sweet-faced old German Lutheran lady told how she wondered when she heard the people praising God in tongues and began to pray to be baptized with the Spirit. After she had gone to bed, her mouth went off in a tongue, and she praised the Lord through the night to the amazement of her children. Next, an exhortation in tongues comes from Pastor Bartleman's lips in a great sweetness, and one after another make their way to the altar quickly until the rail is filled with seekers. Whatever criticism may be said of this work, it is very evident that it is divinely endorsed, and the Lord is adding to them daily such a as are being saved, such as in Acts 2, 47. It is believed that this revival is in its infancy and that we are in the evening of this dispensation. The burden of the tongues is, Jesus is coming soon. So you know that was in the early 1900s that they was feeling this urgency that Jesus is coming soon. Well, he is coming. He is coming to take his people home, but he also is coming in great revival, just as he was coming there to them, to these people. You know, he said, I must go away. If I don't go away, I cannot come send the Comforter in my name. So the Comforter is Jesus. It is Christ. There is no, there is no um, three persons in the Godhead. There is not three gods. Jesus is God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. God said, there's no other gods beside me. I know not any. If God doesn't know anybody besides himself, then we shouldn't try to make out more. Jesus is all about Jesus. He is the great I am. He is the first and the last, the alpha and omega, the author and the finisher of our faith. He is king of kings and lord of lords. There is one throne in heaven and one sitting on the throne, the Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God, perfect Lamb of God the supreme sacrifice, and that's why we look to Him. Look to Him only. Look to Him only. All your needs. He's your doctor. He's your lawyer. He's your counselor. He's your friend. He's everything you need. So God bless you. Y'all have a wonderful day, and just get refilled with the Holy Ghost. If you've got the Holy Ghost, find a place and get refilled. If you don't have it, seek it. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Be filled with this glorious, glorious, glorious new wine. Bread of life. Jesus is the bread. Jesus is the life. He is the living water. He's everything. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. I think I already said that. But bye-bye.